There is a library that exists at the nexus where all other universes collide. Inevitably, things wind up there by mistake. Books, artifacts, people. This is the place where things from all universes end up when they get lost. This is the Eternity Archives. Welcome back to the Eternity Archives, an actual play podcast. We are continuing our play of Heroic Chord this week. I am Dorka. I am playing Zen, who is a necromancer knight enduring crusader in this arc. And these are my co-hosts. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, co-hosts. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Bappy. My pronouns are they, them. I am playing Real Day Trakel, who in this arc is a beckoning infiltrator who is kind of like a roguish type that can send mental text messages to their friends and maybe real text messages. I don't know. Do phones exist in this world? Probably not. I've left that deliberately ambiguous. Ah, so there could be little phones. What is what the phone for old people, and little kids called like jitterbugs or whatever? That's what real has. In a milta. <laughs> and uh, hi, everyone. I'm Ziva. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Linda, who in uh, the world of a milta is a title navigator, which is like a pirate bard, um, which is extremely cool. She probably would also have a jitterbug, but... <laughs> But also in the actual canon verse. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm trying to decide which one she would have a jitterbug in. I feel like she has an iPhone, but if anyone asks her how to do anything more than like text or take a picture, she's like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. And I'm Kat. Yay. Hi, Kat. Hi. <laughs> I'm Kat. My pronouns are she, they. I am playing our anchor for this arc, Normal Human Magnolia. Don't worry about it. And I am the host regent of this arc. Do you have a, uh, a question for us to answer before we get into shit? I do have a question. I do have a question for all of you. And that is, if you were a character in Heroic Chord, you... Babby, Ziva, and Dorka, if you were characters in Heroic Chord, what would your bestest stat be? I can start. Okay, go ahead. My best stat would be adaptability. I'm pretty good at just kind of rolling with things. I'm not a particularly stubborn person. I'm pretty good at going with the flow, and I'm the kind of person who deals best with just taking things as they come in crisis situations. It's because you're a cat. You're all nimbly bimbly, jumping from limb to limb like a cat. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bappy, I think you just volunteered yourself. Oh. Yeah. Um, which one? Which one's the stat again where it's like you're a, a sensitive hoe? Sensitivity? Oh, yes, that one. Because I'm a sensitive, <laughs> I'm a sensitive hoe. I'm just, I'm just very hypersensitive to just everything. Just, just words people say or uh, they might look at me a little funny, but it's just like they have something in their eye, but I'm just like, oh no, they're like mad at me. Or I'll be like, that word was italicized strangely. And now I don't know how to perceive this message. I think they call it anxiety, but that's not a facet. So <laughs> um, sensitivity will have to do. <laughs> okay. 
For me, I think I would like to say adaptability. I like to think of myself as an adaptable person, but uh, lately I've realized that I am less so than I would like to think. But I think understanding is probably a good one for me. I like to, I guess I learn best by like putting my hands in things and really figuring out like how they work and how to put shit together. And so I guess the easiest way for me to solve a problem is to like figure out what's going on and like understand it. So I think that's me. So you have an understanding that you are not adaptable. Yeah. Very good. See, I'm learning. I'm learning myself. You're understanding yourself. See, heroic cord really is therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Wisdom. So I'm a little cranky because Dorka, you took mine. I was also going to say mine is probably understanding, but I think from sort of a different perspective, I just really like learning things and pulling pieces together and trying to assemble big pictures and draw relationships um, from from little details. I'm just someone who really likes learning things as a way to like understand more about ourselves and understand about the wider world around us. So okay, nerd. I know. Sorry. Um, I'm uh, I'm just kidding. I love you. I'm a turbo nerd, so. (laughs) Previously, on the Eternity Archives, we met our good friend, normal human Magnolia. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I feel like you're worrying about it, listener. Let's move on. We also were introduced to the world of Amilta and the game Heroic Chord. Zen, Linda, and Rill were transformed both physically and kind of emotionally into rangers people who have gone on quests to meet the stationary gods of this world, and they woke up in the Boundary Garden. Now I love Rock Jesus. I love my uh, hard-to-understand Rock Jesus. I have a questionable relationship with Rock Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) That's honestly very valid. That's extremely valid. All right, so are we ready to get back into it? I'm ready. I'm excited. Yes. Let's go. All right. All around you are tall, defiant stalks of lavender. The air is thick with its scent, and blossoms carpet the ground. There is a big, fat, fuzzy honeybee just hovering above Linda. Linda's gonna take a minute and admire the honeybee, because fat bumblers are the best. But then she's pulling herself together and recognizing that her last, you know, moment was definitely not lying in a field of lavender with a fat bumbler. So she's gonna look around and slowly sit up, taking care not to disturb the bee, and look around and see that Rill and Zen are there as well. And what does... What does Amilta Linda look like? Amilta Linda has her sort of typical mop of curly blonde hair. She's still short and stout, sort of steadily built. But she notices that she is wearing a flowing white shirt underneath a blue vest that's been ornately embroidered. She has sort of rough pair of canvas pants that are tucked into sturdy brown boots. And she also notices a couple things lying on the ground next to her. A lute with a yellow ribbon on it that looks like it's perfect for being slung across her back. And a tall wooden staff as well. Hey. So Zen, she's taken on the human appearance, it seems, that she had in the world of the Wheel of Time. That was a good body. It suited her well. (laughs) So she is taller than most normal humans (laughs) and with long red hair tied back. She is wearing, most notably, a 
metal breastplate over soft clothes suited well for traveling, thick pants, well-used boots. And she does have a sword strapped to her back, the same one that she, or a very similar one to what she had in the library. And she looks like she has experienced something profound. Kat, you have managed to hit her in ways that you can't possibly know. (laughs) Oopsie. So she looks more thoughtful, almost concerned than you're used to her looking. Because usually she's peppy, she's active, she's ready to go. And now it looks like she's actually been given some pause. So real, also similar to the wheel time appearances where as a human they're light-skinned and have like chinese facial features whatever the equivalent of, of that is in amelta rhyme hold but yes yes so they would have black hair dark brown eyes and like you know obviously they don't have their tail or their wings or anything like that but it's just real as a human person and they are anything they wear in like a fantasy world is always going to be like really low-key whatever's like kind of comfortable uh, i guess in this world to be something that's suitable for sneaking around and hiding and stuff like that and uh, always a hood so they can always hide and so they would get up and look around just kind of admire the sight that brief instant they were in that twilight grassy field was like wish i'd taken that for my instagram um and also kind of like looking around this place at Linda and then looking at Zen and I think they might kind of tilt their head at Zen and just be like, uh, are you okay? What have I brought here? Uh, what do you mean? We're with you. You brought us? Yeah, you brought us and your sword. Right, right. And Zen kind of shakes her head as if to clear away some of the thoughts that are dangerously close to maybe getting through to her and reaches around for her journal. Zen wants to be no thoughts, head empty. (laughs) (laughs) And then Zen tilts her head back, looks up to the sky and says, Magnolia, we all good? Yeah, everyone's all together. Wow, you're in the Boundary Garden. Uh, yeah, it's really, it's really pretty here. Is this, is this like the place you're, you're from? Cause no. you said the, oh, okay. The people here plant the boundary garden to mark what's safe and what's dangerous. North is dangerous, so be careful. Okay, which direction do we have to go? Hmm, I'm sensing the anomaly to the north. Cool. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, this wouldn't be any fun otherwise. <laughs> the danger isn't a bunch of bumblebees, is it? Because uh, so far so good. Oh, good. I'm glad. It's not bumblebees, is it? No. Oh, whew. Linda likes bees. <laughs> or at least she's okay with them. So she doesn't, she's glad she doesn't have to fight like a thousand giant bumblebees. <laughs> the bumblebee cheerfully flutters off to another stalk of lavenders. North. <laughs> <laughs> it goes north and is immediately struck by lightning. If you look around, there's lavender as far as you can see. On the horizon to the north, there is just green. And to the south, you can see a settlement. Okay, but Magnolia, green means go. So why is north green? Because people can't pave it over there. Okay, that's fair. Uh, So do you know, I guess you wouldn't know what the anomaly is. We never know. Uh, So this Rowan person, your cousin, uh, are they north? Mm, They like to be around people. Okay, people. All right. Normal human shit. Right. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Very sociable, our family. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can tell. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess Ro kind of look around to take survey of their surroundings and just be like, yeah, I guess we could just go to the town or we can go north. Are we speed running this, y'all? Or are we just, uh... <laughs> we should probably go into town first. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to just not know what we're looking for. Maybe someone that direction will have some insight or can tell us where to find Rowan, at the least. And then we can run as fast as you want, Real. Well, I don't really like running. Yeah, I've never seen Real run. <laughs> I don't know if my legs can move at that angle, uh, but, <laughs> I, you know, I can kind of walk a little bit faster if you want. And they would just start walking, but it's like they're kicking up so much dirt. Just like their feet are just dragging. <laughs> baby and I say, do your best. Aw, baby dumpling. And Linda inside is internally cringing because she's already started knitting a sweater that says dumpling on the ground. <laughs> she's got as far as DU, and so if they change it to baby, she's like, oh, I'm gonna have to unravel it. <laughs> I would like everyone to make me sensitivity rolls, and you can use any skill on your list. Just describe to me, what are you keeping an eye out for as you travel? Okay. Can I use, I guess focus is more if I'm focusing on a task, right? That's less like looking around. It's also kind of using your metaphysical senses. So like sensing what's in the area around you, feeling the spirit of the place. Okay, yeah. Let me use sensitivity and focus then. Okay. So that is, so I have four sensitivity. So that's four dice, right? One because you have the skill as well. Okay, okay. So it should be five dice altogether. Yes. First roll. Let's go, baby. How am I going to fuck this up? <laughs> let's go all ones. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so I got two fives and a six. And then I got a three and a four. That's three successes. Yes. Okay, that's good to know. Zen and Linda. My sensitivity is just one. I'm not super sensitive here, but Zen will do sensitivity survival. Zen has been told danger is to the north and the anomaly is to the north. So Zen is also using survival kind of to just get a feel for what is and is not typical of this place. Okay. Six into three. All right, one success. What's Linda up to? Okay, so Linda is going to go ahead and use sensitivity with navigation, which is one of the skills that she has, with the idea being that, you know, it's both where you're going and also where you are and where you've been. So she's just kind of trying to get her bearings and see, you know, is there is there a good way to get to the settlement? Are they near anything that looks particularly dangerous? Um, is this anywhere near her, uh, her maybe new rock friend? So I'm going to, because I have the skill that adds an extra die, right? Exactly. Okay, so I'm going to roll four because my sensitivity is three. And I got two sixes, a four, and a two. Okay, so two successes for Linda. One success for Zen will tell you that this is a wide open space. You can see for miles to the north. This is a great plain. Anything that is hoping to advance on you is not going to have an easy time taking you by surprise here. Tactically speaking, pretty comforting. Linda, I think because Linda's focused on the settlement and kind of getting her bearings... You can imagine that this is a great strip of flowers dividing one section of the world from another. You're not far from this settlement. It's right on the edge of this garden. And since you're focused on this, you can hear the sounds of children at play. You're not far. 
That sounds non-threatening and pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) Rill, in your focus, you feel a deep sense of security. Not necessarily yours, but kind of an instinctive one. I'm taking this cue from the Lancer episode. You've had some implanted memories. And one of them is a deep, deep superstition about lavenders marking the places that are safe. Okay. You can feel that the people here treat this safety seriously. You can hear the children laughing. You can hear the children at play. But you can feel that in that laughter, there is something bizarre. Oh. (laughs) There is a peculiar presence in that laughter that does not seem normal or human. Real would kind of look at the others, maybe stop and just kind of like tilt their head trying to like listen to it a little closer and just be like, uh, do you guys hear that? Not sensing anything out of the ordinary here. I'm hearing some kids. Yeah. Uh, I think let's be on our guard a bit because I've seen some horror movies. (laughs) And, you know, I'm just saying walking into an idyllic village with some kids laughing is always a little weird. I like how we're like, this place is too nice. (laughs) (laughs) This was my mistake. (laughs) I don't know if I'm just being paranoid, but I just, let's be on our guard, I think is is a good thing to uh, keep at the forefront of our minds. As you advance, you eventually see these children running around, chasing each other. There is a little girl with dark skin and tight curly hair, and she's kind of running around in circles with another little child, much paler. Looks to be about six and eight. Do the kids look weird and fucked up? Neither of the kids look weird or fucked up. (laughs) They kind of stop to look at you. And the little girl waves. Hi. Uh, Ro would wave back. Linda's going to get down on her knee and say, Hi there. Hi. My name's Linda. What's yours? I'm Ashley. Hi, Ashley. This is my friend Rowan. Oh, hello, Rowan. I think you're the one we're looking for. Do you know somebody named Magnolia? Um, I have a cousin called Magnolia. Wonderful. The, the kid who looks six just kind of looks up at you and... Very briefly, there's a shift in their eyes. Oh. Very briefly, they recognize what you're saying, and then they go back to just blinking wide childlike eyes at you. Would Real catch that? Like, what, now that Real, we're closer to these kids... Okay. You can give me a sensitivity humanity. <laughs> yes. Okay, so five dice again. Okay, so I got two fives and a six, and then two twos, so three successes. You're rolling very good on these sensitivity rolls. I'm very very pleased with it. The look that flitters across this kid's face is mature and composed. Okay. And then just disappears again. This is the kid that's called Rowan? Yeah. Okay. Ashley doesn't seem to notice it. Oh, Real just kind of narrows their eyes at this little kid. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Did Linda catch it? Give me a roll. Okay. Yeah, sensitivity, um, humanity. All right, I'm going to roll six die. Holy cow, because I have- Holy shit. That's our Linda. Wait, do, am I doing this math right? No, what What the fuck was I thinking? Four dice. <laughs> That's still good. And I got two successes and a one, an edge failure. <laughs> I'm going to go with my standard one, which is if you keep the edge success, you will recognize it, but Rowan will be aware that you recognized it. Okay, so then I am going to ignore that. I'm, I'm not going to use my edge success. 
Okay. And I think Linda's just gonna like turn and look at Zen and Rill to be like, hey, I think this is the kid we're looking for. Like she's gonna give them kind of a knowing look and she's gonna turn around and keep talking to Rowan if neither of them are like, don't do that. Ashley kind of pokes her little head in. You're not from here, huh? Are you Rangers? Uh, uh, um, yes. Yes. <laughs> you hear Magnolia like, yes, you are. Good job. Ding, ding. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Magnolia. We are Rangers. Wow. These are my friends. Here's Zen. Hi. And here's Rill. And we Hi. are Rangers. Wow. Zen is mildly uncomfortable. She has very little experience dealing with children, especially young children. Like the teenagers in Sweetgrass were, <laughs> yeah, they were old things. Horrible <laughs> enough, and I turned you off, kids, forever. But like small, fragile children, like this one, she just doesn't really understand. Linda likes kids. I live over there. Wow, that's cool. Huh? I used to live way over there, but we moved. Oh. Was that Ashley or Rowan? That was Ashley. Okay. okay. I would look at Rowan and I'd be like, okay, I don't want to ask where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> hey, little child, where do you live? <laughs> so, uh, I think Rill would just be like, uh, so are your parents like nearby or? My parents live over there too. When we moved, they came with me. Oh, oh. good. That's good. <laughs> Sick. Dope. <laughs> I would miss them if they didn't. Yeah. No, I... F- okay. Yeah, I feel that. Cat, your child voices are destroying me. <laughs> Rowan lives over there. Ashley points northward. Wait, what? What's, what's there? Rowan lives over there. Oh. Oh. Is that where your parents are, Rowan? And Rowan thinks about this for a second. Kind of. Rowan, uh, your your cousin Magnolia wanted us to tell you that uh, that she says hello and that she's having a really good time and that uh, that maybe you could help us with something. We're looking for something very important. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it takes a bit like Rowan again thinks that sounds like a fun game. D- do you want to play that game with us? Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't say no. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, you better go home, though. It's almost nighttime. No! Yeah? No, nuh-uh. Yeah, huh? Ashley, if you go home and you're good for your mom and dad, maybe you can come play with us tomorrow. We can play the game again. Okay. But I can't go to Rowan's house because I can't go through the garden. It's not safe. Okay. All right, we'll come back. Okay. Linda has no problems just straight up lying to kids. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye, Rowan. Bye-bye, Rangers. Bye. Bye. Uh, bye. And Ashley kind of scampers back toward the settlement. Real like, looks at Zen and Linda, and they're just, like, mouthing, like, the fuck? <laughs> Ashley's just a kid. <laughs> You're just a kid, too, sweetie. Okay. The city's name is Bright Hill. Is, is that where we need to go? Bright Hill's kind of where you need to go. Kind of. Bright Hill wasn't always there. A long, long time ago. Over a hundred years ago, they say. The grown-ups say. Bright Hill used to be that way. And they point northward onto the veldt. But it got buried. So the people of Bright Hill ran away and started a new town that way. But they want to come back. So whenever it's safe, they move their town just a little bit closer to where it used to be. But there was a weird light where it used to be. Like just now or? Ashley said she moved there last year. So we're in Bright Hill, but not the old Bright Hill. Right. 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 This is like a really 
extended game of Red Rover. Red Rover, you guys ever play that game? You just... <laughs> no? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm too good at that game. They don't let me play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So there's something dangerous there. Mm-hmm. Real points north. Everything's dangerous there. Oh, sick. But there's something there that shouldn't be there. Is that right? You're not from here, huh? No, we, uh, we're, we're visiting because your cousin told us to come and find something that isn't supposed to be here. All right, from the library. I remember now. Uh, Ah, yes. If anybody comes from the library, and this is very clearly rehearsed, I'm supposed to tell them that over there's the goat home veldt. It's where the mountains used to be, but they melted. Now it's a big plain. It's full of ghosts and demons and other stuff. People can't live there anymore. Are we supposed to get, like, get rid of the ghosts and demons? Because that's kind <laughs> of a, t- a tall order. No, there's too many. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Sick. Dope. And also, and Rowan looks directly in your eyes. Don't try to get rid of the demons. Oh. Oh. Is that, like, metaphorically or... No. <laughs> okay. Linda's getting visibly nervous. Hey, guys, it's just demons, you know, whatever. Normal shit. Normal human <laughs> shit. We're all just normal humans here. Everyone's normal <laughs> humans. Yay! <laughs> I think Rill would like kneel down on one knee to meet Rowan's eyes to see if they can get a glimpse of that like other entity or whatever is in them. Yeah. I don't know if you want to roll for that. Sell me on a roll. Sell me on a combination of skill and stat right now. Okay, right now, I guess I could either be sensitivity and focus or sensitivity humanity because they're trying to, like, glean whatever they can from this kid's eyes. And if they don't see anything at first, they might even try to say something to instigate that and just be like, so when was the last time you saw your cousin Magnolia? Okay, roll, roll me that sensitivity humanity. Okay, uh... Sensitivity, normal humanity. Because yeah. <laughs> Rowan hesitates. <laughs> okay, so I got a five and a six, a four which doesn't count, and then two ones. You know what? If you keep those ones, I think Rowan's going to perceive your intent as hostile. Oh, God. Ooh. But will I find out the answers? Oh, yeah. Four successes is enough to find out the answers. Yeah. Yeah, I'll keep those ones. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Imagine anyone perceiving Rill as hostile. <laughs> yeah. And Rowan hesitates for a second and says, couple months. A couple months. And you know that's wrong because Magnolia has been at the library longer than you all have, and it's been more than a couple months for you. Yeah. Okay. Where did they go? Place called the library. Why did they... How are you keeping in contact with them? I'm not. Okay. But they said they wanted to go. They wanted to see lots of new things and meet lots of new people. All right. How do you remember the library? I heard about it a long time ago. A long time ago. Rowan locks eyes with you. Couple years. A couple years. And a little <laughs> smile creeps across their face. Are you fucking with me? <laughs> Real, you can't say that to a child. <laughs> I can tell that you are weird in a nice way. What kind of person is my cousin? A normal, normal. human? Yep. Sounds like them. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, Rowan, I'm sorry we're asking you so many questions, but uh, the thing that, that Magnolia and the library sent us to find is very important. Is there something that someone told you to give us or tell us about other than than teaching us about about the planes? There was a light in the ruins. There's a rumor that there's a demon there. But we're not supposed to get rid of the demon. You're not. You could try, but it won't go great. <laughs> okay. You want me to show you where Bright Hill is? Yeah. Yeah. Why the fuck not? Let's uh, show show us. <laughs> Let's go. I- all right. Okay. This is definitely our best lead. Yeah. Rowan just looks at the others and shrugs. <laughs> do, you, do you need someone to hold your hand, Rowan? Or, or are you okay? I'm scared. And they hold up a hand to Linda. Okay, Linda will hold their hand. No, you aren't. <laughs> Linda. <laughs> Sometimes the little kids say they're scared. What they actually mean is, I just want adult attention. And Linda will go along with that. I don't think that's a little kid. I'm pretty sure that's okay. Rowan, small child. It's... Small child. <laughs> small child Rowan, cousin to normal human Magnolia. Yes, small child Rowan. It's almost night now. Mm. You said it's not safe that way. Is it more safe or less safe at night? Or the same amount of not safe? Oh, less. Yeah, less. Would it be better, perhaps, to wait until morning? Yeah. You guys go back to Bright Hill and have a nice night. I'll meet you here tomorrow. That kind of sounds like a threat to me, but okay, sure. <laughs> Bye-bye! You... Bye? Will you get home okay? Yeah! <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 but you live in the north. Yeah? Do you live by the where the light was? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and they traipse off through the garden. What the fuck? That was weird, right? There's something weird about that small child. <laughs> uh, maybe they're just all like that. Like, Magnolia's a little different, too. Ashley was normal. Well, hmm. Were they? Hmm. I mean, wasn't... She seemed normal. She just... She seemed like a kid. This Rowan seems like a kid, too, if, if mm. the kid was more like Magnolia. I have no point of reference. <laughs> okay. Kids, well, kids just like playing their little games. Real, it's it's probably it's probably not fine, but it might be fine. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Sure. Let's just go back to town, I guess. Yeah. And you go back to the community of Bright Hill. It is a small village. You can see across it from end to end, and all the buildings are bright and new. Some of them you can tell are made from freshly cut wood. It still smells like sawdust. The people go about their business and they wave at you and it is an idyllic sweet little town. Ashley spots you and gives you a wave before she's angrily ushered back in by parents who'd grown tired of waiting for her to come home from playing. But the people here don't seem to ask too many questions of you. When you go to find a place to stay for the night, you find that you're not the only tough-looking folk here. There's... In the corner, a gaggle of people dressed not unlike Linda, singing and drinking. There's a couple soldiers in stiff uniforms sitting next to weapons, quietly reminiscing in a corner. And the hotel gay is more than happy to offer you a room and does not ask why you're here or what you need. That's weird to me. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, I think Rill wants to ask something, but I guess they would they would look at Zen because Zen has more adventuring experience, and they would ask Zen. They would just be like, "That's weird, right? Like, do people just do that? Do they just like like we're just coming in a town out of nowhere and no one like cares? And that little kid was kind of weird. Am I insane or? I mean, small towns like this, you either get a lot of people coming through or you get no one coming through. Okay. Maybe they're just used to rangers. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, I don't really know anything about this world, so... Maybe they just don't feel the need to be up in our business. I can respect that. I, I don't understand it, but I can respect it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess... I'm trying to wonder if Rill would sit next to a group of people or near a group of people and just kind of like listen to what they're talking about and see if they can get a grasp of like what the landscape is, what the society is around here, what is, what's news, what's going on, that kind yeah. of thing. Okay. Who are you sitting next to? And sell me on a roll. I guess if there's an empty table by the soldiers, they'll sit by them and just kind of like be minding their own business. Maybe even keep like their hood drawn so it's just kind of like... Yeah, I'm just trying to vibe by myself. Rill's sitting there looking all suspicious, like, why is no one suspicious of me? (laughs) (laughs) Rill is just very, very desperate to be asked weird out-of-towner questions. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) they've played JRPGs, I guess. Would it be understanding and maybe politics? Yeah, I like that. To kind of read the vibe? Yeah. Yeah, I dig that. Just then overhear, yeah, any conversation. So I have three understanding and then one from politics, so that's four dice. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got got three fives and a six. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Rill's doing great. I love it. (laughs) We're never going to play anything but Heroic Court again because (laughs) Kathy's just rolling so well. The soldiers are cheerful. Um, They seem as if they have just woke up. In fact, one of them refers to the meal they're eating as breakfast. Seems like they slept all day and they intend to go out over the night. They're talking strategy. Do I hear anything about where they're going? Yep, they're headed out onto the veldt. Okay, north, right? Yep. Ooh, does Rill want to poke into their conversation? Zen does. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Zen is looking for something very specific here. Zen is looking for the person in the room who is the most optimal combination of toughest and hottest. <laughs> what? Did you say toughest and hottest? Yeah, you both. Yes. She's looking for another Zen. Yeah, let's see. Okay, you've got two options. One of the soldiers is, like yourself, a tall, taciturn lady type who is, like smiling along with the conversation with her colleague, but not contributing much. And one of the other people in the corner is a, like, romance novel cover sailor, which like, big muscles and an open shirt. And he is just, like, raising a glass and laughing with everyone. Sen will go for the, the romance cover. He sees you approach, and the others do, and they raise their glasses and say, Hi! Hello! Evening! Good evening! Morning! No, no, evening for me. (laughs) No hunger for the horrors, then? Sorry, come again? The horrors. They come out at night. Mm. Going to bed before the action starts, are we? I've got my own action in the morning. Alright! Always work to be done out here. So, Zen is going to kind of lean forward and kind of hint at this, like, Yeah, my, uh, my buddies and I, we're heading out in the morning to Bright Hill. 
Oh. You're after that life, then. I'm curious about it myself. You know about it? Just heard about it. So that's not why you're here? No. We're just here trying to push the garden a little further. Well, that sounds exciting. <laughs> if you do it right. <laughs> so what have you heard? He shrugs. Some people who were out late, horror hunting, saw a big old light from the ruins. Night before last, he looks at the, the other people around the table and a couple of them are nodding like, yeah, that was it, all right. Was it coming from the ground or from the sky? Um, like a fallen star? Downward? Yeah. Hmm. And no one has any idea what it might be? Hmm. Rumor has it there's a noble demon, but uh, we ain't made it that far, so we haven't been able to check it out. Hmm. Yeah, well, maybe we'll be the ones to figure it out then. Well, be sure to bring the story back, huh? I'll do what I can. You know, if you think of anything else, know anything about this demon or... Yeah, we'll talk in the morning when we're having uh, dinner and you're having breakfast. Sounds good to me. Right. So I have a question. When you cast like a spell, do people recognize that? Is it like big and flashy or is it kind of dependent on the spell? That depends. That's something that you and I discuss together. Okay. Okay. So I'm curious, whenever we enter a new environment, should I be asking you what environment pieces there are? If you intend to cast a spell, ask me anytime. Okay. Well, I guess it's more like I'm curious about the potential of spells I could cast. <laughs> okay. All right. Should I only ask when I'm in, like fully intending to cast a spell, or is it okay if I ask? Oh, yeah. Ask, ask whenever you're curious. Okay. So I am curious. What kind of spell pieces are there here? Okay. I didn't prepare for in the town, so give me <laughs> a second. It's not playing a TTRPG unless your players throw you a swerve. <laughs> <laughs> The spell pieces here in Bright Hill are lively, growing, hope, drink, joy, and moving. Okay, all right. I'll keep that in my back pocket. I'm not entirely certain what I can do with those at the moment. But what would Party like to do? I think at this point, Linda's plan is to meet up with Rowan again in the morning. She's happy to to be down here and and socialize and hang out with her teammates. But I think that she has her mindset on talking to Rowan again because whether he's a normal child or not, he seems to have the information that they need. So it sounds like bedtime. Yeah, and Zen has an appointment in the morning with someone who might have more information. Yeah. Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to step in to remind you that if you'd like to show us your support, please leave us a review on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. Or if you're looking for something more exciting, you can now support us with a monthly membership to our Ko-fi page. Members get access to our Discord server, behind-the-scenes looks at GM notes and character sheets, and other exclusive content. Head over to ko-fi.com slash the Eternity Archives to take a look. Now, we'll be back to the show in just a minute, but before we continue, here's an ad for another show from the Be Gay Roll Dice Podcast Network. Once you've finished our episode, go ahead and give them a listen. Thanks, and enjoy the rest of the show. Adventurer, I've been waiting for you. We've met before, don't you remember? Ah, no worries. I'm quite forgetful myself. The other sparks are waiting for you. Leviath, Shuey, Theo, and Brandy. They've had such wonderful tales to tell. A truly marvelous story. I wonder which one of them will be the chosen one. Perhaps none of them will. Perhaps it will be you. 
The morning's coming soon. I have to leave now. Will I see you again? I sure hope so. Is a story really a story if there's no one to tell it to? Well, goodbye for now, adventurer. Chosen Ones is a visual novel-style D&D podcast on YouTube that releases every Thursday at 1pm CST. Find us on Twitter at Chosen Ones D&D. Come adventure with us. How far away is the, the Velt from, like, can I see it from, like, the window or anything? From a second floor window, you can. You can see a great expanse of the lavender flowers. And on the other side, green hills. And that is the goat home veld. Would I be able to see these soldiers like fighting these horrors from where I'm at? Or is that like way too far? No, I don't think it gets close enough to the town that you could see it. Okay. I really want to cast a spell just because I kind of want to yeah. see it. Like I want to explore it if I can. But I'm trying to figure out what would I be able to cast some kind of, if I had the pieces for it, like some kind of spell that would let me see far away or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely let you do that. Okay. The key phrase is sell me on it. <laughs> but it has to be a personal piece and an environmental piece, right? It can't be two personal pieces. That's correct. Yeah, I've, I've listened to Sword of Symphonies, and occasionally there is a uh, stretch of a spell. <laughs> <laughs> that has been known to happen, yes. <laughs> Kirsten, if you're listening to this, I don't forgive you. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't think there's anything I could do. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I guess I'll just go to bed. Okay, that's all right. So early in the morning, I assume Zen is getting up early to enjoy breakfast down in the tavern portion of this inn. Zen's an early riser. What about Rill and Linda? Are they joining Zen? Linda is going to join Zen mostly, I think, is an observer, but she's going to see if there's anything that she can help with. Would Rill get up? They're kind of still put off by Rowan, and so they would maybe get up to just, like, watch outside the window to see if they can see this kid coming down from the north, like, walking down and just sort of, like... Like, and I know, you know, you can't watch the horror hunting, but I guess would they be able to see Rowan like approaching the field? Like, is there a clear pathway or would the big, tall lavender field obscure their vision? What kind of sensitivity rule do you think that would be? I'd say focus. Okay. You are staring out the window intent on seeing Rowan. Yes. Okay. I buy it. Yeah. Roll me. Roll okay, me dice. Okay. Rowan's like, I'm going to catch this little kid and I'll lie. <laughs> <laughs> So I got two sixes. Oh my god. So two sixes and a one. You will succeed if you keep the edge success. What happens <laughs> with the edge success? You will see something you were not supposed to see. Okay, yeah. I mean, that sounds good to me, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Just as the sun is coming up, a shape crosses over from the veldt into the boundary garden. It is, from your estimation, about the size of a horse. Long and serpentine, with scales whose shine can be seen even from the village. It is a pale blue color, and its head is wreathed in a mane of dark green. I think Rill would see that and just, like, bolt towards it. <laughs> oh my god. Because there, you know, it's just like, oh, here's a really weird thing. What is that? Maybe that's the thing we're looking for. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if they would have gotten up before everyone else or maybe a little bit after, but if you guys are downstairs, I think you would see Rill just like scrambling down the fastest you've ever seen Rill. 
Would that be before or after we got up? Yeah, I guess how early is it? You said sunrise? I did say around sunrise, if I remember right. So okay. I guess it is up to you to, you can you can retcon that if you want to say Rill isn't awake at sunrise, but I'm not sure you're going to want to do that. Yeah, I think, I guess it would be before you guys woke up then. So we wake up and Rill just isn't there. Yeah. There's no Rill. Yeah. That's slightly concerning. <laughs> if only the class was built for this and had some kind of power they could use to stay in contact. Don't worry about it. <laughs> So, Rill, I would like a daring athletics roll, please. No piss. <laughs> yeah, you're not acing this one, are you? <laughs> You've had it too good for too long. <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> I got a one. <laughs> okay. Rill dies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Rill fall over and bonk head. Uh, no, if you keep the one, you will be able to run all the way to where this creature is. Mm-hmm. It will hear you coming. Did it look scary? Did it look like intimidating? Or did it just kind of, from what I could tell, it just looked like a creature and I just have no frame of reference. Like a creature noodling around. Okay. Wasn't moving with any kind of threatening aura or any kind of like urgency or anything. I guess Ro would go for it because if they think that this is perhaps related to their mission here, I think they would want to like be able to get there in time, even if they cause a bit of noise. Okay. So yeah, I will accept your terms. So you burst into the lavenders in the early morning light. They are damp with dew, and it splashes on you as you run through the plants. You. The fallen blossoms are soft beneath your feet, still kind of, again, drenched with that early morning dew. And you see this slightly luminescent pearly blue shape. It is lying down in the lavenders. You see it through the leaves. And it lifts its head and it has a long crocodile-like snout and many pointed teeth. And this is a dragon. And just as you come across it, it lifts its head to look at you. Okay. I think it's like in those movies when like the protagonist sees this mystical creature like a golden retriever, like an airbud, and they <laughs> make eye contact and it's like this slow motion thing. You said they're not moving with like a threatening presence or anything and there's no like malice, right? There isn't until they see you and then a grin spreads across their toothy mouth and you oh, hear God. a voice say, Hello, Will, where are the others? Uh, okay. Well, you know, I was right, I guess. Sleeping. <laughs> They're sleeping. Did you wait all night? Uh, I mean, not all night, but like a few hours. Sorry to keep you. And it stretches. So, why keep it a secret from us? Because I didn't want to blow my cousin's cover. Okay, wait, hmm, hmm, why does your cousin have a cover? <laughs> what are they trying to do? Hey, Ming! <laughs> Sorry, Magnolia, but okay, look. Mean, Rill! There's a lot of secrets! I'm being bullied! <laughs> We're team at- Workplace harassment! Workplace harassment! Oh, okay. Honestly, <laughs> that's fair. I apologize. You're right, okay. Rill, you, you have to keep it a secret. Humans don't let you watch them if they think you're not one of them. I mean, I'm not a human. Sometimes I watch Linda cook. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's different in the library, I think. I, I guess here it's... <laughs> and they'd expect me to do things if they knew how big I was. 
that uh, is fair, but don't they expect you to do things regardless? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so you're you're not like a bad guy, right? Like this is honestly that's kind of what I was afraid of. I thought you would be like a demon or something, but clearly you're not. Oh no, I'm not a demon. No, I was just trying to warn you about the demons. Okay, sick. Dope. We just kind of like to do our own thing. Okay, that's fair. Really cool. I don't think I've met a dragon before. A pleasure. Yeah, nice to meet you. And Rowan kind of dips their head. Oh shit, I should actually tell them that I, like, left. (laughs) Are you still gonna be here in, like, two hours? I promised I'd wait. Okay, do you want to, like, bring you back breakfast or anything, or... I think I had you all wrong, Grill. <laughs> I would love some breakfast. Yeah, sure. Eggs, sunny side up. Sounds great, thank you. Cool. Yeah, sure. They give a thumbs up and then just slowly backtrack out of the <laughs> Rowan tries to contort their claws into a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they go back to the inn. Man, awkward, because Rill's family in the canon world, in their world, has a history of killing dragons, but no one's gonna, no one's gonna learn about that. We're not gonna tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, they just go back to the inn. Zen and Linda, while they're waiting for people in the inn, see the soldiers return, one on the arm of the other, both pretty heavily bandaged, tired. They go to their rooms for the day. And eventually, the navigators, because that's who they were return as well kind of singing to themselves regardless of the early hour just a cheerful chorus they are likewise bandaged is the one i was speaking to last night among them yep so i will wave him down ah good morning enjoying your breakfast i am you're not too badly hurt are you i've seen worse i've seen worse that's that's good to hear what do you find out there uh big ol horror (laughs) <laughs> he kind of looks at the other people and they like shake their heads like several, several big ol' horror. <laughs> this area used to be a battlefield, you can tell. But we can clear it. We just got to keep working. And he stretches and winces as some kind of wound pulls. One of his crewmates laughs at him. How long have you been at this? Uh, like us? And he points to himself and his crew or like us? And he points around. Both. What, since spring? Yeah, spring. Yeah, yeah. So, and they all kind of nod in a little chorus, like, yeah, spring or so. But we, we have been doing this for a century. Humanity has been doing this for a century. Wow, that's heavy. Yeah, well, people got to live somehow. Whether it's heavy or light, they got to find a way, right? I guess you're right about that. Mm. Did you find anything about, about the demon? I did. I did. Britt here is a, uh, an infiltrator and a small person waves. And uh, got a little close to old Bright Hill. They shrug. (laughs) And yeah, there's somebody milling around there, all right. There's a person in there. Well, probably not a person, but ain't that the way it always goes? It's going to make things rough for these people, but that's a problem for another day. Wait, what do you mean by that? Oh, well, if there's a person living on the veldt, it's probably not a person. It's probably either a dragon, if they're lucky, or a noble demon, if they're not. I mean, you can coexist with dragons most of the time, but noble demons... They don't think like us, and they could squish us real good. Any advice if we're heading out in that direction? He thinks for a moment. He thinks for a good solid minute. He's like, nah, I don't have anything. And he claps uh, one of his crewmates on the back. Someone who has clearly been trying to get a word in edgewise the entire time. (laughs) Just a studious looking little person with with glasses and short cropped frizzy hair. Jan here. And Jan says, pleasure to meet you. 
every noble demon is obsessed with something. Find out what? You might be able to get out alive. I hope they like cookies. Yeah. <laughs> we got those. <laughs> that's not unprecedented. And Jan like rummages through their books and pulls out something. Like, that's not unprecedented. They can be obsessed with anything. Okay. We'll be careful. Yeah, please do. And we'll find out what's out there. And then come back and tell the tale, huh? <laughs> yeah. Just to, you know, stay safe out there. You too. I guess how long after sunrise is this conversation going? Because I don't think Rill was out there for very long. Not long. Um, usually once the sun starts coming up, it's time to go, time to go back to bed, so. Okay, so probably, like, right after that reel would kind of, God, they are so winded. They just, like, <laughs> stumble in <laughs> back into the tavern, and they're just, like, out of breath. Uh, like, they, <laughs> they fall onto their knees, and they're just like, oh my god, oh. I should not have done that. <laughs> oh my god, Rill, are you okay? Yep, just went out on a run. Biggest mistake Why? of my life. I saw something in the fields. It was just Rowan. I'm just... Yeah, I uh, I came back to get you, well, them, breakfast. God, my, I, why do my lungs feel like this? Is that normal? Am I dying? Ro, what the hell are you doing, buddy? Do you have an inhaler? <laughs> what do you mean, what, what am I doing? You just ran out into the lavender to meet the little kid that we were already planning on meeting? Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> just get up and they go to the counter to order a to-go breakfast question mark <laughs> linda i'm worried about it <laughs> i am also a little worried have you ever seen real run before no yeah no me neither we'll keep an eye on them listen ranger real is rolling so powerfully right now that they've learned <laughs> to do sports <laughs> <laughs> I like how just running is a sport. It's not even like competitive baby running. Baby steps. Baby, baby steps. Yeah. So what would a to-go container of breakfast look like in a Milta? I mean, probably like a paper bag. I think they have like. They have paper bag. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have paper. I don't see why they wouldn't have paper bags. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Real's just like, all right. Yep. I'm good. Whenever you all are. Did you, did you guys learn anything cool? Oh, yeah. I learned about demons. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, so they think there's a demon out there, and it sounds like we should not fight it. Yeah, that'd probably be smart. I mean, I'm surprised you don't want to fight it. Oh, I mean, let me tell you, the, the urge is within me. Okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> they did recommend that we not fight it, and they, they said that it could be obsessed with something. There's a chance that maybe it's obsessed about our anomaly, or maybe at least it has our anomaly. Or maybe it is our anomaly. I'm getting a feeling about this, one way or another. Okay. I mean, sounds good to me, if you guys are ready. I got breakfast. All right. So I'm hearing that it's time for the party to begin their adventure. Yeah. I think yes. so, yeah. Beautiful. I'm excited. So you all go out to the Boundary Garden to see that the child Rowan is sitting patiently on a rock right about where you parted ways. Rowan would go up Hi, to them. Rowan. Hi, and give them the breakfast. <gasps> Thanks, Rill. You're my favorite. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Ah. <laughs> and they look at you and just for a split second, their eyes are reptilian and then they blink and it's back to just a normal kid's eyes. <laughs> hey, creepy. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for breakfast. Yep. They'll mention it. Rowan, are we going to go north today? Are you going to show us where we need to go? Yeah. Oh, good. I'm excited. I'm scared. <laughs> well, I uh, you can you can hold hands if you need to. Yeah, they hold their hand out to Linda. Yay. <laughs> I'm imagining them doing the, the Simpsons like 
like money, please. <laughs> That's exactly the gesture I was just doing. Yep. Rilla's just like <laughs> glancing off to the side, just like, uh, <laughs> just like not saying anything because they said they'd keep it a secret. <sighs> Do we have any questions that we need to ask before we go? Yeah, so you said there's a demon up there, right? Is that what the light was, or is it the light that drew the demon? Do you know, Rowan? Mm, don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not tough enough to fight a demon. I'm pretty tough, you know. Yeah, okay, small child, Rowan. <laughs> I bet if you eat all your vegetables and you work really hard, you can be really tough wow. one day. You look pretty tough already. Ah. But you'll get there. I just imagine, like... So Rowan's facing the party. You know, Zen and Linda are facing Rowan. Rill's in the back, makes eye contact with Rowan, and it's just like, good God, you are, like, taking them for a ride. (laughs) (laughs) But they don't say anything. We're just like, yeah, kid, sure, you can fight a demon. (laughs) Oh, no. No. Linda believes in him. Rowan is definitely adamant that they're very tough, but they could not fight a demon. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess we're ready to go, then. So you set foot out onto the great plain that dominates the center of the continent of Amilta, the Goat Home Belt. Once upon a time, there were battlefields here. There were countries and cities and empires. And now there are hills and there is grass. And if you look carefully, there are stones that give away the location of some long forgotten settlement. But it doesn't belong to humanity anymore. As peaceful and as quiet as it is first thing I would like to say is that the spell pieces on the goat home belt are open, silent, living, green, life, and sunlight. Do I recognize these hills? You know what? Kind of. Okay. This is a similar biome to the one from your quote unquote memory. Okay. Yeah, that was just more me being curious. I think Rill kind of internally like recognizes that and kind of wonders like, oh, is this what I remember? But I don't think they'd like point it out or anything. It's just kind of like, life's weird. (laughs) There's actually a mechanic that I didn't discuss in mechanics discussion. (laughs) Oopsie, silly me. (laughs) We have a mechanic called discovery rolls. Basically, choose one of your facets and roll it. And I will tell you what you happen across depending on what facet you choose to roll. Okay. I think I would want to roll... Hmm. I guess what kind of stuff would I recognize with sensitivity? Sensitivity will let you find something wonderful. But Zen and Linda are right in front of me. Aww. Aww. I guess sensitivity and focus? Oh, no. uh, Discovery rolls are just pure facet. So just roll your sensitivity. Okay. I see. Okay. I got three fives and a four, so... God, Ranger Rill rolls so good. I know. (laughs) As you are walking over the lush grass of the goat home belt, you hear a sound. A very faint sound that no one else picks up on. And as you turn, you see a butterfly who just take off from a long stalk of grass. It has wings the size of your palm that look like a stained glass window in shades of pink and violet. And it flutters around. There are several like it, and they seem to form a little flock before floating off eastward. Wait, I can hear them? Do they make noises? They make faint wing beats. Okay, I thought like they make animal noises, like me. They're screaming. <laughs> they make screaming. <laughs> I can hear the butterflies screaming. <laughs> As you're walking, you can hear the hum of dragonflies. You can see them, too, in bright 
emerald green darting around, and everything around you is alive and busy. I think Rill would kind of point out the butterflies to everyone else and be like, Bro, are you you all seeing this shit? It's fucking sick. (laughs) You're not uh, used to nature, are you, Rill? Okay. First of all, yes, you're correct. But second, look, those butterflies are fucking huge. Look at that. That's not like an ordinary butterfly, all right? Watch your language. Maybe it's a magic butterfly. (laughs) Rowan, do magic butterflies exist? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, I believe them. Okay. That was nice. (laughs) (laughs) Discovery rolls are just about finding little things in the environment. I like it. It's like environmental storytelling. Linda watches the butterflies flutter for a minute. She's really enjoying them. They're very pretty. What facets would Linda and Zen like to roll? Zen will do a daring discovery. Daring will let you see something dangerous. I got two fives and a six. That's so good. I have a couple things. As you walk, you look down and you see the tracks of a large predator. These tracks are probably about the size of your fist. They look kind of feline. They're not fresh. Whatever made them is probably no longer around. But this is the territory of predators. Can I tell whether or not that would be, like, distinct from the horrors that people have mentioned? You know what? You can, and for a very particular reason, you are a crusader. You have memories of horrors. They are much more human than they are animal. They are twisted remnants of humanity's ability to be cruel. This is an animal. Okay. Another thing you notice is that in a distant hill, you see something glint. Just like the light catches something shiny at just the right angle as you're walking past. Is that the direction we're headed in? It is. But I can't really tell more than that. You can't really. Aside from the fact that because I've explicitly told you that you see something dangerous, like something twigs in you, that is not safe. Alright, so Zen's just filing that away in her mind to be on alert. We already know that we're in a dangerous place, but... Now she has sort of a sense that there is actively something dangerous prowling around. Yeah. Yeah. Do I get to roll my environmental? Of course you do. I would love if you would. All right. I'm going to roll for a subtlety. Subtlety will let you see something fleeting. Ooh, interesting. I rolled a five and a six. That's lovely. Wow, we're so good at this game. (laughs) We are really good at this game. We're so good at this RNG. Linda, as you are walking, you are walking softly. You are taking care not to disturb the world around you. And as such, as you walk, you come across a bird. It is just kind of pecking away at the ground. It's about the size of a house cat. Looks kind of like a roadrunner, but with like almost peacock plumage in bright scarlet. The second you notice it, it notices you and darts away. I think Linda's just gonna kind of watch it. She's like a bit surprised, but enjoying the beauty. This is the goat home belt. It doesn't belong to humanity anymore, but nature is still here and there is still life here. As you walk, you come across what must have been some kind of settlement. There are still old walls peeking out of the mud, although you can no longer tell what kind of configuration they used to be into, what kind of settlement they belong to. One of them looks kind of like it had a window in it once upon a time, but now it's thickly covered with soil and moss. How far along are we to where the light You are approaching it. Okay. And you said, I can see for miles. So, do I have, like... Yeah, you definitely saw this glint from ages away. Okay. But can we see, like, the ruins of the city? 
Now you can. There is a hill on the horizon, the top of which is jagged with the shapes of ruins. So the demon's in here, Rowan? Yeah, that's old Bright Hill. Can you tell um, where? Is it close to us or is it? I can't go in old Bright Hill anymore. It's too dangerous for me. It does look too dangerous for you. Can you stay here a minute so we can just, you know, make sure we know what we're looking at? Okay. Before you head back to somewhere safe? Okay. Rowan clambers up onto one of the ruined walls and just sits there kicking their feet. I would like to do something to figure out what we're looking at before we try to head in further. Okay. I want to roll tactics, which is a skill that I have. Beautiful. And I want to roll understanding and tactics so that I can like understand what's going on, see if there's spots that like strike me as places we should or should not avoid. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I like that a great deal. My first question is, did Zen mention the glint in the hill? I think she kept it to herself. Okay. For now. Okay. Good to know. Okay. Should I go ahead and roll? Please do. All right. I rolled a five, a six, and two fours. Wonderful. Let's see. Two successes on understanding tactics. It's definitely best to make it before nightfall. If everyone's stories about the things that come out at night are true, definitely best to hustle. There's a straight line to the ruins. You can just walk there. It is, for the most part, wide open terrain. There's not much space for a person to, like, lay an ambush until you get into the ruins itself. The largest building in the ruins is to one side. So if you approach it from the, we're going to say the east side of the hill, then you should avoid spending too much time in the ruins where it's less open. Does this place have different spell pieces? No, we're still on the veldt. We've still got the veldt spell pieces. Cool. So we're, we're heading into the ruins, right? That's our plan? Yeah. I have an idea. I think I might actually try and cast a spell. Please do. Okay, I want to do Advancing Silent. Love that. Basically to get us into the ruins quietly and unnoticed. Okay, I'm going to ask you for either two or four scatter. If I ask you, like, if you give me four scatter, you will just make it into the ruins. If you give me two scatter, you will be noticed, but... You will be noticed late enough that you're on equal footing. Nothing will get the jump on you. I think I'll do all four. Okay. All right. So tell me what Zen's magic looks like. So Zen has never done magic before. And I don't think until this point is really aware that she has access to it. But she's kind of, she can feel that there are like bits of the environment that are kind of available to her in a way that she can't really understand. And when they make that advance on the ruins, she feels it inside of her. And I don't think it's particularly flashy or extravagant. Not a lot of like light effects or anything. I think it's more of a feeling than a visual effect. Sort of an emotional magic, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense and I love it. And so sort of just this, like, silence and understanding that envelops them and guides them the rest of the way. All right. Could I try casting something as well? I don't see why you couldn't. Okay. 
So now that we're sneaking in, I guess what I want to do now would be to maybe try to cast something that will let me sort of sense like a radar almost. So I I was thinking of using the spell piece, my personal piece, which is watching and then the environment's piece living and sort of like have a radar sense of awareness of anything that's alive that would be approaching us. I like that a great deal. If you spend one scatter on that, I'll just plain tell you when there's living things nearby. Okay. If you spend two scatter on that, I will also tell you when there's moving things nearby. Yeah, I'll spend two scatter. Okay. I like that a great deal. Please tell me about Rill's magic. I hunger for it. <laughs> so I guess what what does magic usually look like in this world? Does it have an effect? It varies from person to person. Like on Sword of Symphonies, Tissa's spells, because Tissa is a desert ranger, are accompanied by like particles that seem like magic sand on the air. Penelope, who is a cavalier, who's a boreal forest ranger, has like natural elements to her spells, and hers also tend to be really flashy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think for this one to kind of keep with the sneaking around theme here with with kind of this class's stealth and whatnot, I think it'd be like shadows, just like very subtle shadows swirling around their aura, I guess. And then since it's kind of like an eye thing or like a perception thing, maybe even their eyes shift to like a different color, just like briefly. Oh, I like that. (laughs) That's very good anime as fuck because that's how i operate (laughs) yes please (laughs) yes please to the anime i'm all about it so zen has given the party this silence and you walk past the hill that zen you saw the flashing light in and you walk in utter noiselessness and complete stillness and the veldt itself does not seem to notice you passing real something is moving in the side of the hill it is not alive. Is it moving towards us? Nope. Okay. I'd bring it up to the others just so they're aware. I would just be like, um, I think there there is something that's kind of moving around us, but it's not coming to us, so it might be okay. Also, it's not... Oh, well, actually, it's not... It's fucking not alive. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It's not alive, but it is moving. Okay. Well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Can I get sensitivity rolls, please? Just straight sensitivity, or do we pick a skill to go with it? Uh, pick a skill, please. Okay. Uh, can I do survival? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's urban slash ruins. Okay, cool. Ooh, there's the bad rolls. I got a one, and then the others are two to fours. Okay. I'm not going to ask you for a bargain, because I don't think one success will do the trick. Okay. I'm going to do sensitivity and tracking like it. And I'm going to use my key of curiosity here. Okay. So what that means is you can mark off curiosity and you get to roll an extra two dice. Oh, two dice. Nice. Yes. Okay. I got a five and a one. Okay. One success is enough for Zen because Zen knows where to look. So let's resolve Linda's and then I will tell you what Zen sees. Okay. I want to use sensitivity and tactics. Just to see, you know, to try and detect if it's a trap or something like that. Okay. And I roll two sixes and a three. Beautiful. So Linda notices this because Linda thinks, goodness, this would be a great place to set an ambush when you think about it. 
this hill overlooks a huge swath of this area. And looking at the hill with that in mind, you spot something that Zen just knew where to look for because Zen spotted the light glinting off it. There is an object that is not particularly large, only about the size of a person, maybe a small person. And its movement is restricted by the hillside. It looks like a metal block affixed with several dark and shining lenses sitting above a set of decaying treads. It rotates, but it has a limited rotation before it hits the hill and has to backward. It looks like a weapon. And that's where we'll pick up next time here on the Eternity Archives. The Eternity Archives is hosted, produced, and edited by Dorka, Bappy, and Ziva. Find us on Twitter at, at @thearchivespod or online at theeternityarchives.com. Our intro music is Paint the Sky by Hans Adam, and sound effects are obtained from zapsplat.com. Check out our show notes for more information and some helpful resources. This chapter was sponsored by Martha Miller, and editing assistance for this episode was provided by Nikki from Beholder to No One. Consider supporting us by telling your friends about us, or leave us a tip at our Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash theeternityarchives. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.